This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. It ain't Walmart. This song dedicated to uh, our union president, SAG-AFTRA's Fran Dreischer, the nanny. She's called out everybody in SAG-AFTRA and uh, the associate unions of the Writers Guild of America continue to march. And I want to know from Noam Layden, who is uh, the red diaper doper baby, who uh, clearly grew up Influenced by Matt Drudge at commie camp when he was uh, a child. Raising the old Soviet Union flag instead of the American flag. It, who is our shop steward here for SAG-AFTRA here, Noam Layden? Who's, who's our shop steward? You're asking an excellent question that I do not know the answer to. But I think you should be it. Yes, because I believe solidarity forever. I have no intelligence, so I know that artificial intelligence cannot replace me because, let's face it, when you listen to me, you're so discombobulated, you say, oh, my God, this guy has gone in a million different directions. There's no way that AI, artificial intelligence, can replace a guy who is not intelligent. Am I right or wrong? Uh, you know what? It's funny. I just tried it, chat GBT with you in it. Oh, please, please. A conversation with you about the migrants. I'm excited. And it was the most boring conversation ever. Let's, Something let's that listen. never would have come out of your mouth. Let's listen. Uh, let's go. Let's <laughs> well, now I have to find it again. Oh, you got to find it again, right? I got rid of it because it was so boring. Well, let me tell you something. I, I am now declaring myself to be shop steward of SAG-AFTRA. And our leader is the nanny from Hillcrest High School, right? From Queens. One tough L.A. woman. At some point, the jig is up. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history. That is a moment of truth. Speak truth. Speak truth, friend. This is a president that I can follow. Can't follow Joe Biden, but I can follow the nanny, Fran Drescher. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. 
We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect. Oh, that's, oh, a gnome lady and a proud sag after a man, uh, member of uh, solidarity forever, a union. We live or die. Can she use the term jig? Isn't that a pejorative I, remark about Irish? I think it is. Yeah, I heard that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to let her get away with that? Well, you know, it's so will. politically correct out there in Hollywood. I mean, jig, jig, you know, I say paddy wagon and they get on my, yeah. on my case to say, hey, throw them in the paddy wagon. What are you, anti-Irish? You know, I'm actually writing up a list of uh, grievances now that you're the shop steward. But it's a little awkward because most of them are against you. Well, it's okay. I say solidarity forever. Union. Live or die with our union, our sag after brothers and sisters. I am joining my president, Fran Drescher. Hey, what happens if I walk out? That's half the broadcast schedule here. Oh, if I walk out, then I will be replaced by AI, artificial intelligence. Tell me, oh, Presidente, what more do I need to know about this continued strike? You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change, too. You say contract, Fran. I say kickback. Who's getting the kickbacks here? I'm going to have to assign my wife, Nancy, to do the deep dive as the attorney to see where are all the kickbacks going from our SAG after a writer's skill contracts. Boy, I can see nobody's motivated around here to follow me out the door. Come on, Fran, fire up the masses. And so it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. Yes. A thousand times yes. Oh, yeah, Jim Morrison. I know he's alive. He's not in that burial plot in Paris. Jim Morrison of the Doors is alive. I think I saw him with Tupac Shakur and Elvis. Sharing a burger. But you see, I digress. See, that could be artificial intelligence. You joke, you laugh, you all think you can't be replaced by bots, robots, artificial intelligence. You can. Especially you, Justin Ellick, executive producer for uh, Sid Rosenberg and Friends. And obviously, a man who does the rip and read with me. You can be replaced. Think of Noam Layden, right? He sounds like a drone. You know, he's a newsreader, right? He's not allowed to editorialize, although every every second of the day I catch him editorializing, right? See, AI would not permit that. AI, they would program in and say, the news person is not permitted to have an opinion. Old school ways. Oh, Fran, call us out to the picket line, Fran. I know you've uh, separated radio people from TV people and movie people. But I want to join you in solidarity because I know, I know there's greed out there. The way the people that we have been in business with are treating us, I cannot believe it, quite frankly. How far apart we are on so many things. How they plead poverty. 
that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Let me hear it for that L.A. woman. Come on, guys and gals. Let's march. Let's join. You don't want to join Fran on the picket line? Look, you could all be replaced by artificial intelligence. Bots. Robots. It's coming in the next year or two. If we don't stand and fight now against the bots, Justin Ellick, you will be living out there as the Zuckerbergs of the world, as the Elon Musks plot our future by saying, eh, yeah, you will give them a standard living uh, wage to do nothing, to sit at home and lose all your money on FanDuel. Yeah, that's what they want to do. They want to put us on the shelf. But I still don't believe that it is at all possible, at all possible, knowing the way I talk, knowing the way my warped thinking takes me in a million different directions, than anything devised by technology, AI, the tool, chat, GBT, can at all imitate what Curtis Lee has become. But I kid you not. This is the future, and I know a lot of you are probably saying to yourself, I'm listening to more talk radio now than ever before. I'm listening to more of the podcasts at WABC because there's a lot less production in Hollywood. It's true. There's no new movie production unless they're independents. Uh, that would be Gravesend. Sid Rosenberg keeps promoting that because he's in that, right? That's an independent production. But Fran Drescher is in that, right? The president of our union is in Gravesend. Will she cross the picket line to appear in future episodes with Sid Rosenberg's scab in Gravesend? I noticed that Chaz Palminteri was very strong in telling Sid, you cross the picket line, Sid, and we're showing up with our Louisville bats, and it's going to be the scene out of Bronx Tale where we say to you, Sid, you can't leave now. You can't leave now. You cross the line, Sid. You're a SCAB. And as the self-appointed leader of our SAG after unit here at WABC, I'm trying to do this to save my other colleagues. Because I want you to dig deep and listen to WABC as you have done to make us the number one news talk station in the nation. Every day I hear... Host after host after hostess say the same thing over and over again. There's Jesus Christ, there's God the Father, and then there's Donald Trump. Joe Biden is a crook, he belongs in jail, and Hunter Biden is a junkie, right? Isn't that what they say? Couldn't you have a bot do that every day? And would you know the difference? I mean, seriously, think about that. We could do the same shows... Day in, day out. It's the same routine. It's the same format. Donald Trump is the Mashiach. Joe Biden is a crook. And Hunter Biden is a dope fiend, right? Meantime, I almost never talk about that. Are we ready? Where did everybody go? They took a vote to oust me as the shop steward of SAG-AFTRA. Noam Layden actually led an insurgency by reading Saul Alinsky Rules for Radicals that I was raised on. 
and it's been a coup d'etat. No, this is not the country of Niger. This is your shop steward, at least I was a moment ago, at WABC, your place to be. Curtis Sliwa. Irreplaceable, because I don't have intelligence. So how could artificial intelligence replace the unintelligent? Dwell on that. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. synonymous with Hulk Hogan getting into the ring for the old WWF, WWE. It's a great theme song, and it epitomizes so much of what should be a theme about the patriotic pride that we express in our country, our flag that unites us, and the one group of people who stand between us and anarchy each and every day in the streets of America. Clearly, we're seeing that play out in urban America each and every day and night, increasingly more in suburban America and even in rural America. Tonight is National Night Out. It was devised to encourage people to take a stand, people not to hide behind their doors and fear retaliation and intimidation if they assist the police. You know, there's a code in the streets, 
snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. It's to the detriment of every law enforcement agency in this country, small or large. Sheriff's departments, county uh, police uh, departments, urban police departments. Going back to the days of uh, Barney Fife, right, in Mayberry RFD. I must tell you that there will be a series of gatherings tonight all throughout our tri-state area and beyond. Do everything you can to set aside time to go and join your police at your police department's local precincts or headquarters. They have all of the activities of National Night Out posted. But if you see traitors show up, and what I mean by traitors is the very elected officials who on a regular basis want to defund the police, remove the police, who want to release the criminals into the streets, you tell them they're not welcome because they're there for a photo op. They're there to use that as insurance so that they can then publish that in their lit drops, publish that on their websites, and say to their many critics, because they are socialists trying to take over our country, we really like the cops. Look, I appeared at National Night Out. See, I took a photo op. And all the rest of the time, I'm sticking a shiv in the back of the cops. I'm hampering them. I'm handcuffing them. In fact, I'm treating them worse than the criminals that I want to release into the streets that I lionize and I make heroes of. Let's start out with number one, second and none, AOC, all our crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America, the cop haters. They call themselves justice warriors. Now, we we look at the congressional district of AOC. Part of her district is in Queens, mostly Astoria. That's where I'll be tonight celebrating the work of the 114th Precinct with the candidate that I'm supporting who's running against, Tiffany Caban, her mini-me who hates the police, who actually gave out literature outside of public schools encouraging children to not want to become police officers and to disdain and to disparage the police. Could you imagine that with city funds? Well, of course you can, because that is the flavor of what exists in many aspects of government now. They give lip service. They say, oh, no, 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 we support the police. But they do everything they can to defund the police, to disparage the police to render them impotent, to chastise them, and to make them feel less than worthy to wear the badge and to carry the gun and perform their sworn duties. So many of you, wherever you are, get out to your local precinct meetings, get out to your national night out gatherings, and show the police some respect. This is their night. This is all those citizens who are out there who are members of Block Watch and Crime Watch and are nameless and faceless and don't get the attention and the recognition that, say, I do with the Guardian Angels because we've been at this for 44 years. We're, especially in our birth, our baptism in fire, a very controversial group to this day. We're called vigilantes, although we have working relationships with police departments all over the world. We're in 13 countries, 130 cities. We have close to 5,000 international members. And one thing we can say is that we've been partners of the police, 
even in bad times in the first 13 years, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was a baptism in hell. How many of us got tooled up? How many of us got wooden shampoos? How many of us ended up sucking concrete because the police were made to believe that we would affect their job security? The police were made to believe that we were anti-police. By who? Of course, the politicians who never had the back of the police. In some in some cases, yes. In most cases, no. Because when the proverbial bull feathers hits the fans, the politicians duck for cover. Republicans and Democrats, because they've never busted their shoes. They've never had to respond to a 911 call. They've never had to make a split-moment decision. Because we've given them the powers to make life-and-death decisions. But when they make a decision that is somewhat questionable or needs to be looked at or analyzed again and again and again. Notice how politicians shrink from their responsibilities, and they were the first, the first to say, I love the police, I support the police. But let's do a poll on this. Let's see where the general public is. Are they supportive of the police on this, or are they questioning the police? Because if they're questioning the police, let's not give a comment. Let's not make ourselves available. Check to see which elected officials, appointed officials of yours are actually attending the thousands, tens of thousands of national night outs that honor first and foremost the citizens who are proactive, the citizens who don't believe that snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. This tradition was started many, many years ago in Pennsylvania. It was started in the suburbs, not the urban inner city areas. And it encouraged residents to come out and sit on their porches with the lights on. This was the tradition of our parents' and grandparents' time. When everybody was out on their porch, they were out on the stoop. They looked out of their window in their tenement, and all eyes were on the street. And if a stranger ventured down the street... Generally, people would look at one another and say, you know that guy, you know that gal. They look like they're up to no good. And the men in the community would put their pants on no matter what they were doing and collectively get down in the streets. And if necessary, they would get busy. How did drug dealing first get tolerated in our communities? You know, it started with one guy on a corner openly selling nickel and dime bags of reefer, right? The community could have stopped it right there. Where are the men? The men have disappeared. It's like they become eunuchs. Like they become capons, castrated roosters. It's like they become geldings, thoroughbreds, who all of a sudden, the manhood is removed. They hide in shadows. They say, oh, I don't want to get involved. I could be sued. Uh, M-Y-O-B, mind your own business, is their battle cry. What the hell happened to the men in our country, the men in our communities? I remember as a young boy, you didn't call 911 because there was no 911. That wasn't created until the middle 60s. The cops almost never came around. And if they were around, it's because it was part of their normal beat. But time and time again, the community had to deal with problems. The community had to rear up and make sure the criminals were not controlling the streets, dealing drugs, or luring young adults 
who were mindless at that time, who were without guidance on a one-way trip to Palookaville. Who was responsible for that? The men in the community. And when all else failed, ladies and gentlemen, the battle cry would go up, get your bats, get your bats. These guys are causing trouble on the corner. They won't leave, leave Sammy, who runs the grocery store, alone. Men of the community, get your bats. We got to back up Sammy. Nobody would go in a grocery store and mess around. Nobody would think of shoplifting or boosting. Because if you made it out to store, there were a group of men who would meet you there and put you through the meat grinder. Now, many of them call that vigilantism. What would you prefer to have? A feckless, weak, afraid of your own shadow society as we live in now, afraid to take any action, afraid to protect the men, the women, the children, the elderly who might not be capable of taking care of themselves with your testosterone crashing through your cranium, going to the gym, working on your traps, working on your body beautiful, and then some four-foot-eight little creep who's 98 pounds, I mean, simply 98 pounds staring and glaring at you. And all of a sudden you fold and you melt and you're afraid of children. You're afraid of young men, young men who feel that they can control the streets of our urban America. So for me, National Night Out is extraordinarily important for so many ways. It empowers people and it shows the police that we've got their back. Now, what did Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, do yesterday? Remember, this was a guy who won the election because people said, well, Curtis, we didn't vote for you. He was a cop for 22 years. And I told him he was a house mouse. Oh, he was always in the precinct. He wasn't proactive. There are no stories about him coming to the aid of other police officers, slamming and jamming suspects, making collars, making arrests, risking his life. None. None. Because you can't do that when you're hiding in the precinct. And that was Eric Adams for 22 years. So yesterday he announces with his new police commissioner, Eddie Caban, who I'm already disappointed with, that he's going to spend upwards of $500 million. And I'm saying, oh, finally, finally they're going to start putting back the billion dollars that Bill de Blasio and his lapdog commissioner, Shea, Dermot Shea, took out of the police budget with the compliance of the city council speaker at that time. Remember how they had a standing ovation when they removed a billion dollars? And then I'm listening to Eric Adams, and I'm listening to the new police commissioner, who I like, Eddie Capon, and another disappointing day in this early police commissionership. What are they They're giving it to youth activities, non-police activities, violence interrupters, men and women who get paid upwards of $90,000 and go around, and when the police need their assistance because they're getting paid with your tax dollars, they say, we can't cooperate with the police because snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. They tell the cops this, and we pay them to do what? To be glorified ex-gangbangers? Do you really think they're ex-gangbangers, or do you really think when they talk to youth... And they talk about the days they were Bloods or Crips or Latin Kings or, or Nietas or MS-13 or 18th Street or any of those Herkimer jerk groups. They always seem to have a sparkle in their eye when they tell those stories. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we need to put that billion dollars back. And we need to hire more police. So on National Night Out, and not just here in New York City, but all through the country, you need not only to go out and support your police, you need, if the socialist candidates show up or the elected officials who spend all their time disparaging the police, defunding the police, maligning the police, you need to call them out and don't let them escape with a photo op, which is going to be their protection. You got to call them out. You got to show support for the police. And most importantly, you have to say first and foremost, we must fund the first line of defense in our country. Because if there are no police, all we're left with is anarchy. And then you have to deal with the likes of Curtis Sliwa in my old school. And some would call it vigilante ways. Get the bats! The troublemakers are here. Get the bats, men, if you dare to care and want to show some chutzpah, want to show some coulions, want to show that you're a real man. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. So long ago. And now the mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, makes light of it. I told you years ago that Eric Ulrich, a lifetime politician, Republican who was city councilman in Howard Beach, then stole the Queens County GOP leadership by stabbing the great congressman Bob Turner in the back in a scene that was right out of Ides of March and who consistently crossed over the line. I'll never forget that he promised that he would never, never give the vote to uh, the socialist city council member from East Harlem so that she would become the speaker of the city council. And that was the beginning of the opening floodgates to the socialists taking over. Melissa Mark Viverito. He said to everyone, I would never vote for her to become the Speaker of the City Council because she will not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. She will not recite it. She will not put her hand over her heart. Never. And then he got a call from Comrade Bill de Blasio, part-time mayor, dope from Park Slope, who bribed him. And the next day, he voted for socialism, the Republican. And I warned you about that. And I campaigned against this guy. And he said, but you're a fellow Republican. I said, but he's a crook. 
He's in bed with the Banano crime family. He owes him $600,000 in gambling debts. But you said, how can that be? He's just been made buildings commissioner of the city of New York by Eric Adams. He's a Republican, and Eric is showing that he's bipartisan. I said, that's like putting the fox in the chicken coop. And I was proven right. And I told my fellow Republicans, whether it was Sid Rosenberg here, who's a neighbor of Eric Ulrich, or Joe Borelli in the South Shore of Staten Island, minority leader of the council, don't talk to this guy. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. He, he'll eat the Parmesan cheese and tell his handlers whatever they want to know if it's going to save his tookers. And now, the guy who has a problem from Eric Ulrich is, in fact, Eric Adams, who was confronted by the Daily News. And they've done a great job on this, sourcing of information. The Daily News learned what I shared with you a while back, that Eric Ulrich is a target of a grand jury investigation and, in fact, has already been cross-examined by investigators along with his former chiefs of staff when he was city councilman. I gave you a lot. I didn't know that Eric Ulrich had gone to a fundraiser in the Bronx with Eric Adams and that Eric Adams, uh, at that May meeting, asked Eric Ulrich to hand his phone to a member of the mayor's security detail, which just happened to be led by Eric Adams' brother, Bernard. You remember the guy you brought up from Virginia Commonwealth University who was parking cars, doing valet parking, and he wanted to pay him $235,000 to be a deputy police chief, and then uh, all of a sudden they say, you can't do that, so he gave him a dollar a year. But he said he's there to protect me from white supremacists. Bullfeathers. So what did, what did Bernard Adams do with Eric Ulrich's phone in May? He took it, he put a new chip in, and he took the old chip because he were checking to see who was Eric Ulrich talking to. Who was he cooperating with? And then, all of a sudden, Eric Adams told Eric Ulrich. This is according to Eric Ulrich's own testimony to investigators. A little birdie tells me, Eric that you're involved in illegal gambling and that you're the target of an investigation. Watch your back, Eric. Watch who you talk to on the phone. The mayor was tipped off about this investigation. That's a crime. That's a crime that he would be telling the target of an investigation. Watch your back. I was telling all of you who are cooperating and communicating with Eric Ulrich, watch your back so you didn't get entrapped. Because Alvin Bragg picked him up a few months later, and what did his DTs do? They took his phone, took his chip, and put in a new chip. And now all that Eric Adams can say about that is, (laughs) I was reading the article, I felt like it was a reboot of Goodfellas. Yeah, Eric Adams. You put the fox in the chicken coop. You made a deal with the devil to get a million dollars in matching funds to run for mayor because Eric Ulrich did so by getting donations from the construction, demolition, and an industry that he was well familiar with in Queens. And now you have this hot mess. I'm on your case. And Eric Ulrich, I hope you go to jail and rot.